Hello, everyone. Welcome to season two, episode one of Mouthful. I am graced, no pun intended, <laughs> with actress and singer and one of the most gorgeous people I've ever met. Aww. I have Jordan Claire Robbins here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that was a beautiful introduction. Thank, Thank you. you. You are actually beautiful inside and out, and Aww. I just want everybody to know that. Wow, All of my six sweet. listeners, Thank I just you. want you guys to know that. <laughs> six more fans. Six more. So I just want to start from the beginning, which is where everybody starts. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's where typically people start it's at the beginning. Where it begins, yeah. So you are from Bermuda. I am. You were born and raised in Bermuda. Yes. And what was... What was that whole experience like? And what was the arts scene like in Bermuda? Um, Bermuda's a very, very small, very beautiful island yes. in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, we're kind of straight off of South Carolina. Um, so it's a quick flight from here, Toronto, quick flight from New York. Um, nice. But yeah, it's a very, very small place. It's kind of like a small town feel. Like it's, you know, you know, yeah. you know a lot of people in your age group and um, we just kind of grew up going out on the boat and, and, and enjoying the beach and being outside a lot. Amazing. Yeah. It was a beautiful place to grow up. It really was. And now that I'm, I'm living abroad I, and I moved to Vancouver about three years ago and yeah. that was one of the main reasons was just really craving To be nature. at the coast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously the West coast is a very yeah. different feel from the East coast, um, especially Bermuda. Right. Um, but just being outdoors, even just going out hiking, going down to the beach, going yeah. out on the boat, it just feeds my soul. I feel like I need that. I crave it. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. But the art scene, to answer your question, yeah. Um, I grew up doing musical musical theater. Okay. Um, the, you know, my school had a, a great drama program. Right. But that was sort of the extent of it. I did a lot of singing growing up, singing lessons, singing yes. choir and the, the wind band and the jazz band and all of those really cool groups that you feel oh like very God. popular being a part of in school. <laughs> That was my life. You were kind of a, a choir nerd. I was 100% a nerd. No, the mad respect for that. Yeah, yeah it was uh, just me and my flute case. Oh my walking God. around the school, no lunchtime, just various music practices. So, okay, so you were musically like charged at a young age. Yeah, I loved music. Who introduced you to music? My grandmother actually was a performer. She sang on Broadway, lived wow. in New York, was, was born <sighs> in... Uh, she was born in Long Island and grew up actually in Harlem. In Long Island. Long Island, yeah. Yes. Yeah, she was She was just like the classiest, most amazing, happy, just a performer in every sense of the word. She wow. loved singing, loved playing the piano. And yeah, she, she grew up in New York and went to Juilliard and then sang on Broadway. And Was she a Bermuda escapee? No, or like... she, was born, she was born and raised there and then she okay. came to Bermuda on a cruise ship. From New York. And that's where your mom and was born? Yeah. No, she, my mom was born in Bermuda. Right. My uh, my grandmother came to the island, met an amazing man there, and, and then uh, later on they ended up getting married, and she wow. relocated to Bermuda and would sing in churches all over the island at <sighs> weddings and um, events, and, and she's... She was pretty well known in Bermuda just for her voice. Oh my god! Yeah, so that was I, I like to. I think that that's sort of where it really came from. My mom played the flute as well, and she's yes. very musical. And and then I grew up loving singing and making everyone in my life listening to me sing and perform. Oh my god! Can you like sing for me right now? Well, I'm just joking. I'm not <laughs> yeah, dance monkey, dance. Okay, so then finally you graduate high school. Yep, and you move to. Toronto for university, yes. right? Yep. And why Toronto of all places in the entire world when Bermuda <laughs> is so close to the Carolinas? Well, I have family in Calgary. Okay. Um, my mom's sister's family lives out there, so we grew up visiting there. It's where I learned to ski out in sunshine. Wow. And then you're um, so white. We would go to. I'm so white. <laughs> <laughs> so white. Um, and then we would go out to Whistler, and we would we would ski okay. and snowboard out there. And Canada wow. just felt really yes. familiar and safe. And you know, when you're 18 years old and you're leaving an island that you lived on your whole life, you want yeah. somewhere familiar. Yeah. Um, and I looked at universities all over Canada, but Toronto, uh, to be honest with you, uh, U of T had really beautiful architecture, and that was okay. a big draw. That's so interesting. You know, it was like going to Hogwarts. 
that was that was so very you to you didn't want the mountains and the skiing of it all you wanted the metropolitan I guess I did yeah city. I think I just was craving yeah craving just getting out there and you know I just remember like even being excited that there was a McDonald's I was you know because you grow on an island where there's just like it's just yeah. it's just more limited like it's very small it's 24 square miles 60,000 people you know a, a lot there was of them. no McDonald's and, in Bermuda. No, um, there used to be back on the American base. Okay, um, but Bermuda has a law against franchises to protect the local businesses. Oh. So other than a KFC, which I don't know how they're allowed in Bermuda, but we have a KFC. Okay, and that it's all sort of local uh, companies. Um, where did the acting influence, and why did you? How did that even start for you? Because modeling was your priority at first, right? Uh, yeah, I, I knew I wanted to be an actor from a young age. Like yeah. When I was really little. And then I loved singing, as you know. And, and so when I left, I knew I wanted to pursue acting. And then the other thing I really loved was psychology. Oh. Um, I loved child, child psychology. I loved working with kids. I thought maybe I wanted to go into like social work or okay. something like that. Um, so I did a double major drama and psychology at U of T. Okay. Um, and then... What res were you in? I was in Trinity. Trinity Res. Did Trinity, you have a roommate? I didn't, no. I had a single room. Oh, that's great. Lucky well, we were you. on like a, a floor of, of, you know, it was like a girl side yeah, and yeah, side. Yeah. And so I still have a couple oh. friends that are that I lived near. I love Res. Yeah, it's a nice way to start out. Yeah. Like, you don't know anyone and so you're no. all in it together. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like a sleepover every night. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, so let's dive into the acting of it sure. all. So you got your first roles in like... Man Seeking Woman, Supernatural. Yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it called Anon? Anon, yeah. Anon. And then Twelve Monkeys. Twelve was Monkeys. Sort of around the Man Seeking Woman time, yeah. Right. What was the first role that you ever got, and how did you feel? Ooh, I think the first one. I think the first one was. It was either Twelve Monkeys or Man Seeking Woman, and weirdly, I booked those two within like. 10 days of each other or something. Wow. Yeah, and, and they were they were like two of my first three auditions. So I think it kind of, it's funny looking back because I was like, oh, acting's easy. You just go in the room, you audition, and then you book it, and, oh, and everybody wants me. Nice. You know, that was my impression, and then after mm-hmm. that, I didn't book anything for like a year, and I was like, oh, that was just, that just happened to be that I, have you ever read the book The Alchemist? I have not. You should read it. It's amazing. Um, but it's all about your life purpose and, and oh. you know, following guidance and, and finding your path. Okay. Um, Did you read this before yeah. The Twelve Monkeys or after? Yeah, I think I read it before and I okay. want to reread it because it really stuck with me and it was really powerful. But I, I the whole, the, the thing that stuck with me was that he gets this push in the beginning when he decides to start on a new path. He gets this push mm. from the universe or whatever you want to call it. And um, at first it's easy. And then suddenly it becomes hard. And it's almost this idea of getting, getting the push in the beginning, that encouragement, but then having to show that you really want it and right. finding the motivation within yourself and continuing to, to keep moving forward when it's difficult. Mm. And so it kind of, I, when I look back, I'm like, I feel like it's sort of having a career in acting, something like that. Yeah. You know, you have, you have these moments where you, things just, oh, the doors open for you and, and it helps you move forward. Those little, those little wins, even if yeah. it's just a casting director loving you or getting a small part in a student film or, yeah. um, <laughs> or <laughs> we have a dog in the studio here. Um, we're dog friendly. We're dog here. friendly. I am particularly obsessed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's funny how we we take those wins and they're just enough to show us that we love it and we want to keep going. And yeah. then from then on, we kind of have to find that that fire within ourselves. And that's sort of how I think it it went for me. Was I got those first two um, opportunities? Yeah. And they were amazing. And you remembered how that it. felt? Oh, it felt incredible. I and remember so it on top of the world. And so it keeps you yeah, it wanting keeps you more. wanting more. Yeah. yeah. And you, I mean, you you know as well as I do, like you just live for those moments. There's oh no better God. feeling than being on set or preparing a role or getting to work with someone you really respect. Like all of that yes. feeds to the soul. You love it's it's like I when I'm on set, I don't want to go home. No. Like even after an eighteen hour day, I'm like, okay, throw another thing at me. Like yes. really I'm done. I'm wrapped. Like I, I really enjoy it. I always talk about the extreme highs yeah. and the extreme lows. Oh yeah. Because that's what this industry entails. Yeah. And if you're not equipped for the lows, 
then you can't be in this game. I mean, because the, there's a lot of lows. Yeah. It's, it's but a you lot have to look is... forward to those magnificent highs yeah. that we get to experience. 100%. And what's scary is that there's no crystal ball. There's no one saying like, hey, that, right. that amazing high is going to come in, we'll come in two weeks. And so yeah. you just got to get through it. Like that's what makes it difficult is like the day before I booked Supernatural, I, I hadn't yeah. booked anything in a really long time. And I was literally like just feeling so sorry for myself. Like I, you know, I know I, I killed this audition and I'm just so tired of, of, you know, doing great work and feeling yeah. like it's just n- nothing's happening. And I just was feeling really frustrated. And I remember like I had this moment, I just was wandering Vancouver. I didn't know Vancouver that well. I was like crying and I was just like, yeah. I'm so tired. And, and then the next day I found out I booked, I booked a supernatural and that I was pinned for umbrella Academy. And I was like, what, a, how crazy is that? That yes. you can feel like just, the lowest low low. of the low, and then you don't know. Like it's one of one of um, one of my friends who's in the Umbrella Academy said to me actually the other day. Like you know, every day I wake up and I say to myself, something amazing is going to happen today. Mm. And it's you know, it's it's a really powerful way to perceive life. And if you're open to that taking form in a way that you aren't necessarily like getting attached to it has to be this way or it has to look like this or it has to be this particular role or because it won't it won't necessarily come in that form but Mm -hmm. it's a really awesome way to perceive things and then things do come to you I think when you're open to that yeah so it's just it's a choice but it's not it's not easy some days to make that choice some days it's you just feel like you know yeah why am I doing this yeah uh that that just opened up so many questions that I have for you (laughs) but um you know what I find so frustrating is when successful actors or actresses or, or directors talk about their successes mm-hmm. and their journey. When they talk about their journey, they only start at the successes. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I want to know about the, the 100 struggles. auditions you didn't yeah. get. That's what yeah. I want to know. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of people want to oh, know. Oh, 100%. And there are, from the stories that are out, there's so many actors that are like, yeah, I, I gave up. Or yeah. I decided I wasn't going to act anymore. And then I got yeah. that call, or I was on the subway. Who is it? Uzo, um, she's amazing on Orange is the New Black. Uzo, I need to look up her last name. I don't know I, any of their names. Wait. I need to look up her last no, name. No, yeah. She's an incredible actress. I remember I listened to a podcast that she did, and um, she was just saying how she just was not getting auditions for a project, for a project that she loved. And right. Nothing, yeah, Uzo Aduba. And she, she just was so fed up, and she was on the subway home, and she thought she did a really awful job. And, yeah. you know, just, again, the, that low, low, and she got a call saying she booked Orange the New Black, and she just was, like, dumbstruck by how... Totally. You know, she just had given totally. up. And okay, so your audition process for Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. You told me that it was a self-tape in your home. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. So... Your agent calls you and she's like, I have, or he, I have, you know, this script. I think you'd be great for this role. Um, um, how, actually, did it, how, did actually, it, how did it go yeah, down? I, uh, I, I was actually in LA at the time and I had a, a really good girlfriend of mine, um, Jess, Jessica Sifos. She, um, she was like, oh, I'm going out for this project and she's amazing. She's so supportive and I feel like we're all. You took her of, role. I stole it right <laughs> from under her and I was like, perfect. I'm going to ask it. No, she, she's so great. We, we always sort of. I don't, a lot of people I find are really competitive and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we're all so different. We have different energies, you know, she's, we have, we have a similar look, I guess, for all intents and purposes. Oh, okay. Blonde hair, light eyes. Right. Um, you know, I guess, so a lot of girls might be like, oh, why would you want to increase the competition? But at the end of the day, if that thing's meant for you, it's meant for you. And if it's meant for, you know, if if she can book something, that's amazing. Uh, We all know. Her successes are your successes. So if you're good um, friends, she's incredible. And she said, oh, this, I'm going out with this project. Like, this is so cool. You should ask about it. And I hadn't received an audition for it. And so I, I reached out to my then agent in Toronto and I said, Hey, I'd love to go out for this. Sounds really cool. Really cool project. And they looked into it and casting said sure we'll 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 accept a self-tape and so I did a tape and it was funny because sometimes I agonize over oh what's the right choice here and there but with this one I just sometimes I just I just feel like I know how it just resonates and Mm. this is one of those where I I didn't agonize I didn't overthink it I just kind of like understood what the character was about and where she was at yeah and it just sort of I made choice like it didn't feel it's funny because I try and think back to that. Okay, like it's it just felt like inflow. Yeah, you know, you know. Do you think that your singing played a role in you getting the role? Interesting. Maybe. I mean, I would definitely because in the, in the you scene, do I was have, humming. Yeah, you do have a humming. And scene. there's a musical. There's a really musical quality to the way that I 
sort of approached the way she spoke. Yeah. Um, and that I took from just the fact that 1950s housewife, the Midwestern sort of, mm-hmm. you know, they were very, they were just, they, they spoke differently, you know, they used their breath more. Like that we kind of speak that the way that women speak now or just humans Harder. in general now, yeah, we, it's a little bit, it's less soft. Like yeah. the way they spoke, everything was designed to be feminine and, you know, all yes. about the men and all about presenting a certain way. And, and now if women say like, hey man or hey dude, yeah, it's, it's kind just, of cool for us. Yeah, totally. And I think yeah. the really cool thing about where we're at now is everyone just speaks the way that feels yes. right to them. But back then it was like a very specific you had your thing that women were taught. This role. is the way yeah. you behave and speak and this is what you do and that kind of thing. So, yeah. um, I just, I did a lot of research like Stepford Wives and Mad Men and like How much time like from when you got the call to the self-tape did you have? Um... So I got the tape actually this time last year, not last year, the year before, two years ago. Um, so it was November, which is funnily enough, like also when I booked Supernatural and then the few years before that also when I booked Umbrella, I mean, sorry, uh, 12 Monkeys okay. and Messy Woman. November seems to be my time. So maybe I'll, maybe somebody Ooh. else will come along this month. Who knows? Um, it's only the beginning of the month. Yeah, that's true. There's <laughs> like a lot of days left. A lot, a lot of things can happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I did the tape and then maybe four or five days passed and I found out that they were like they pinned me so they were checking availability and okay. kind of expressing interest and then I think there was maybe another week from then until I found wow, out I booked it so actually things. pretty fast yeah and that's not always the case like there's no. been other things I booked where it was where it was like weeks to a month in between you know right. there, there's no real formula but um, yeah this one moved pretty fast I think because okay. they maybe they've been looking for a while and they, they were going to camera in January but in December um we we were all in town for a you know t- table well we did a bunch of rehearsals yes and table read and that kind where of thing. what where did it shoot in toronto? toronto yeah so um you fly out you meet the cast yeah and was it like you're all on this high or was there like some ego no everyone was so great it so was great it was like a dream i i was so in awe like i just remember walking into this room and being like oh my god this is crazy like there's Ellen Page, who I respect so much, yeah. and there's Robert Sheehan and and Tom Hopper, and you know, just like all yeah. the and I obviously had researched everyone that was going to be part of the project, and I was just like, yeah. everyone's so talented. And where were you when you got the call that you will be Grace in um, the Umbrella Academy? You know what's really funny is I, I think I was sh- I, I had to buy like a I think I bought a, a jacket, and I was in I was kind of walking back to the car, and okay. I I remember I emailed my agent and I was just like hey you know like just checking in and they were she just texted she just like emailed back oh yeah actually they want you da, 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 da. and I was like what like it just was so wow um unceremonious like it just was it, you know I think in hindsight maybe a call would have been nice but, right but it was just an email and so but at that stage we didn't really know what it would turn into like yeah it, it, we knew that it was like a couple episodes guaranteed Okay. Um, there was no sort of communication like, oh, this is a big role, or, so it's going to turn into 10 episodes, or wow. this is, you know, so I, and you never really want to assume anything or, yes. or get ahead of yourself. You're just grateful yeah. for whatever it, it ends up being. Yeah. So um, at that point, I just kind of was like, oh my God, if, it, if it's two or three episodes, I'll, I would be super happy. And then from there, it just yeah. kind of turned into, you know, one more, one more, one more. And then mm-hmm. I ended up in all 10 and I was just blown away because it was not, I did not expect that. When you got to set and you started filming, mm-hmm. what was that like? And what was, did the director give you any critiques? Was there like a good relationship off the bat? Yeah. Yeah. We, we were really fortunate um, because we got together so far ahead of when we shot. Yeah. Okay. We got together like December, I want to say like it was around like say the, the 10th or something. Right. So before, just before Christmas. So we got together and the director was there, Peter Hoare. He's amazing. Okay. Um, Does he Glenn. direct every episode? No, no. Okay. We actually, in that case, um, he directed the, um, the pilot, he directed the pilot and the finale. And then we had, um, other directors for two at a time. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had some really amazing directors, but he would lead the whole project. Nope. He just did. He, he, he was an EP, did. I think, um, okay. throughout, but he just directed the, the first episode and the last episode. And then nice. we would do, you know, two and three, um, four and five, like it just, they would kind of take turns. Amazing. Um, but the really great thing about working with Peter for the first one was that he was there in December and he, because he was so involved in the, the development of the project and yeah. was a producer as well, um, he was so invested and had, you know, there was the time and the space mm-hmm. for us to d- discuss the character and discuss 
the yeah. look of the character and the choices and the motivation right. and you know because I obviously had a lot of questions it yeah wasn't, it wasn't a very straightforward character and I wanted to make sure yeah. that we all had the same vision and, yeah. and we were all on the same page and I, I really it was really important to me to do it justice because I was right. like, this is such a great character I want so to make sure that I, leads me to my next question yeah how much of you went into grace and how much did you invent to become grace um was it because I struggle with like do I give a little bit of Jenna into my character to make it mm -hmm. more authentic or do I create an entirely different character well, I think that because it is us and we're like the vessel that is, you know, this character that is the from, character. It's gonna come through no matter. No what. matter. We what. don't even have a choice about it. I exactly. think exactly. Even the way we interpret it, it's yes. always so cool when my friends, when I have friends that go out for the same thing, and then I see their tapes and I see my tape, and I'm like, oh my god, you saw it this way, and I, I never would have imagined totally. that. Totally. That's always really cool to me, and yes. it, it really puts it in perspective how casting plays such a huge part in. Um, how how a, a show or a movie takes form because yeah. there are so many directions to go with it and they all work. There's so many talented actors that see it completely different because ways. Because it's all about humanity at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, and everybody has their own unique experiences. Exactly. And that's so cool that that um, manifests in yeah. such different ways and, and, um, and it all can work but it's just a matter of the vision yeah. that everyone sort of has. Of the producers. The, project, the, the producers, the yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think... I think uh, definitely it, it's important to bring yourself to it because nobody yeah. is you. No. And when you were embodying this version of grace, mm -hmm. where did you even stem that from? Like all of your, like all of your research of fifties housewives. Yeah. But then like, like, I don't know. Like how did you, well, there's so much to it. Like yeah. definitely the housewife thing was a, a big part of it because yeah. it was okay. How, how was she, programmed to act how is she programmed to speak what is as what an is ai the as an ai so that was the one aspect of it was so like, you okay. have to be emotionless yeah so that would be i mean he would but he would program her groups would program her to be the perfect mother yes the perfect mother is nurturing and compassionate yes. and loving and which um, you are not a mother I'm not a mother, and and all and of them. Were, and your kids are older than older than you. me most of the time. Yeah, yeah, we were all sort of around thirty. Yeah, um, which is obviously really odd. <laughs> when um, they're calling you mom, yeah, and it, they're in their late thirties. Yeah, and not whatever. only that, but but knowing that at that point in the story, my character has been alive for, you know, it's, it's her age. It's almost like she's the way that she is shutting down. Sort yeah. of where the story picks off takes off is like. It's almost like she's she's in her seventies or something. Yes. So there's there's sort of this aspect of like yeah. this timelessness um, and and this beyond her her yearsness that needs to come through. You know, it's not like a a thirty year old kind of youthful thing. She's really no. she's really there's something very um, to me that felt it, it sort of felt like an, an analogy for dementia or something. Yeah. Because she's really struggling to, she's out to access lunch. the truth. Yeah. And it, so that was a big part of it too. Yeah. Was like I did a lot of research on dementia oh, and cool. um, what that's like and how right. that would feel. And I, I, when I had the audition, I just kind of was like, wow, I really feel like this, this character is searching. It's like, she just can't reach. She just can't access yeah. what's going on or what's happened. It's like, it's just beyond her and how yeah. frustrating would that be to kind right. of be, be, be struggling to grasp reality and be able yeah. to, to, to understand what's happening and to constantly be confused. Yeah. Um, so that was one aspect, but the other really challenging part that was so important to getting the character right was understanding, um, sort of the timeline Yeah. because in, you know, the present day, it, she, where the story starts she's she is sort of like you said out to lunch like she's yeah. not she's not all there there's yeah. she you know it's hard to discern whether she's um whether it's an actor she's really struggling or yeah. what she's capable of like you just don't really understand what's going on now and then in flashbacks it's completely different it's like she's this newly built um you know fresh and new and perfectly functioning um you know ai uh, that presents as this super polished, smooth, yeah. um, working mother. She's just right. she's just totally in fine form. Um, and then later in the story, um, she obviously it, it, things happen, and she turns into this newer version of herself, where it's yeah. almost like she's found her sense of self, and she's sort of making her own decisions. And mm. so that was really interesting. Was I almost had to look a bit? It's the same character, but it's almost like three versions. Yes, that she's accessing. Yes. Um, your, okay, first of all, your outfits. Yeah. Okay, 
They were so gorgeous but extravagant. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like patented and like just they were amazing. Like, were they uncomfortable? Mm. For the most part. You're a mouthful, you can be truthful. Just letting you they, know. They a couple of them were heavy. Heavy. That, a couple of them, like that that there's a blue a blue dress with swirls on it that has a huge hoop skirt yes. that I would just constantly knock into things when I was wearing because okay. it was so wide. Yeah. Um, but I'm never like that. corset types that would like make no, you... No, I mean, I had like a, a corset-y type thing that I would, would wear under because all the women back then had sort yeah. of like pointy, pointy bras on. That was like the shape that was in. Yeah. In the 50s. So I had sort of a, a, a pointed bra type corset thing that I would wear under all my Gorgeous. costumes. Um, but that wasn't too bad. That wasn't was it too, a wig that you were wearing? It was a wig. Yeah, it was a wig. Yeah, this I think just so because perfect. they were styling my hair the yes. same every time I came in, they just wanted it to yeah, be sort of down easy. to a yeah, down to a formula. So the patent, um, it was like a plastic when you were doing the oh, surgery yes. on top. Yeah, the pink one with the cross. Yeah, yes, that one was incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. They honestly, Chris Hargadon, he's our costume designer. Okay. He's, unbelievable his my he's just such a and he's such an amazing human being like he's he's just wow. he's very laid back he's extremely creative he's brilliant yeah. um the way his mind works is amazing he's, did you he's have extremely fittings? humble yeah lots of fittings because yeah. they actually built each and every one of those save for like the the funeral dress in the first episode that was a vintage dress wow. i think everything else besides that was built from him <sighs> they completely built it from scratch do you get to keep anything unfortunately not no. i'm still hoping that one day they will gift me yes. the white boots that I'm wearing in uh, the scene with the purple dress where I go for the walk with Diego. Okay. Oh my gosh. I, the, all the costumes. Um, I felt like the luckiest girl in the world to get to wear those. They were fabulous. So I want to talk about you and Diego. Yeah. Okay. So he's like the one in the show that's like more in love with you than the other kids. Yeah. We have a really special bond. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one scene where he, um, like shakes you up a little bit yeah. because he's like, why are you not, why, why are you, you defending your, yeah. your crazy husband yeah. who's actually been like suppressing you and, yeah. um, abusing you in a sense. Yeah. Neglecting you, not neglecting giving you a full you. life. Yeah. Did you guys have a rehearsal before that scene or was it all in present? Like, uh, I think David and I did get together. He he's always so great about making himself available so that we can run things. Just okay. because, um, like in the trailers or like off. No, I think we met up for like a coffee. Oh, cute. You know, in the weeks leading up, and he yeah. he's always really great with that. Just because it, you know, just even getting the words out and yeah. you, you making sure that because that on was the same such page. an intense scene. But yeah, I mean, generally, you know, there's never like an emotional rehearsal. No. It's more like just getting there and seeing what yeah. happens but I love I loved all of those scenes with him were so powerful yeah they gave us some really beautiful writing and um I think it resonated with a lot of people just because of what it does represent you know that relationship yeah. with a parent and not knowing what to do and well that and women who are in oh yeah the suppression this like abusive relationships oh, absolutely or even just women women in general I mean yeah. in the past I mean looking at even watching Mad Men, like the, the totally. themes of that, like the women, women back then, and defending were not, their husbands who were, they were doing just, this. Yeah, they were yeah. there. They were there to support the husbands to keep quiet, to yeah. not question anything, to not speak unless spoken. I think to. you portrayed that so well. By the way, I'm not even joking. Thank you portrayed you. that so well. Thank you. It was really important to me because I did feel like it was a metaphor for that. You know, yeah. women, even just women, looking at the Me Too movement, totally looking at how women for so long have been programmed to just. Yeah. do what they're told yeah. and not speak up and yeah. and even with myself like I've never had a moment even close to that I would never I would never even um, I can't imagine what it would be like to go through yeah. something like that I really I really cannot and yet you channeled and that you, well and I, what I was going to say is yeah. it's funny because when all of that happened I, I thought back and I was like well you know there, there have been numerous photo shoots where I've been really uncomfortable because the photographers making comments and my de default because I've always been yeah. programmed to be this perfect you know, we're all programmed to like, don't make things uncomfortable. The ability to make everything okay. And it's not. No. And that's the thing that's, I had to really look at that and be like, wow, how messed up is it that as, as a society, we are so accustomed to yeah. women just having to shut yeah. up and even just looking at, you know, marginalized people worldwide. Like it's just, it's, it's a very widespread issue. And yes. I think, you know, anytime a story can be told, um, that that shows you know that that goes on and it, like, I think it's really important yeah. because it's not it's not been an easy road for a lot of people and women yeah. is that's one part of it is how women have had to 
kind of suffer in silence and and um, yeah. be silenced, you know, because Grace is silenced. She's not able to express her own thoughts. She She's is programmed completely to be programmed to just obey. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of your on-screen husband, mm-hmm. yeah, who's a lot older than you, he is. Yeah. But Fiore, he's amazing. Yes. Okay. So he's like a Canadian legend. He is. Yeah. What was it like working with him? Colm is, he's incredible. Yeah. He's, he's funny. He's charming. He is so talented. He is just classy, just a class act. He's, yeah. he's lovely to be around. Um, lovely to talk to. What a presence he What has. a presence. He's, he's amazing. He really is. I, I'm, I feel so grateful that I get to have had to be able to. What was your him. relationship with like, with him like off camera? Just easy. He's, yeah. he's like a, he's a really cool guy. He's a really, cool. really, really friendly, nice, kind, um, open, warm person. Okay. Yeah. There was never. Serious actor. No, he's constantly no. joking. Oh, constantly. good. We're running, even when we you know when we're rehearsing the scene yeah. before we start shooting, he just sort of ad libs and throws in these little one-liners at the end and everyone's everyone's laughing and you know oh he's God. he's very irreverent he he's kind of, of like the dad on and off screen yeah yeah he will wait what do you mean like he'll crack <laughs> like dad jokes oh yeah or no, no i don't know if it's a, he's a dad joke type he's more like i don't know he's just like he's just cool you oh. know i don't know i don't know how to how else to describe him. so like he's, he's like he's like a like a friend yeah yeah it does. You don't really feel any age difference. Oh, he's good. Just, he really is just such a cool, yeah, seasoned actor. Yeah, he's just fun to have around. And, and you guys have a to. really, really big cast. We do. Yeah, it's a, it's a, an amazing cast of of many many actors. Like you're so lucky. <laughs> okay, wait. You're I want to so talk. Cute. I want to talk about um, the CGI of it all. Yeah. Okay, so there was a lot of. Um, special effects on this show there was what was the craziest scene that you shot without like an actor present or something that you had to like talk to an object or like even when you're doing like the surgery on um number one like was that all cgi um and then the monkey yeah so pogo was all vfx like he yeah and, and we had an incredible actor, Ken, who um, yeah. was wearing the mocap suit. So every I scene... I love his accent. Well, the voice is Adam Godfrey. Oh, it's a different yeah. person. So we, yeah, completely different person. Oh. So, so Adam Godfrey, who I have not met, who is... You've incredible. never met him? No, because he did everything. He recorded everything from, I don't know if it's LA or wherever he, he was at the time. But you never but, met him at the premiere? No, no, I don't know I, if he was there. I didn't meet him. But to be honest oh. with you, there were so many people at the premiere because it is such a giant cast. And mm-hmm. there are some cast members that I, I like Ellen. I was like, I didn't, I don't even think other than like when we were all taking pictures, I was like, I didn't even think I, I saw you. So they're just, wow. you know, it's, it's, it goes by so quickly and there's so many people and, and it's, it, it just flies by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've never met Adam. He's, he's incredible though. He's so talented. Um, but Ken, yeah. uh, Ken was, um, the body of Pogo and anytime yes. I had a scene with Pogo, which okay. I had quite a few. I love that his name was Pogo. Yeah. Pogo. It's so sweet. Um, anytime I had a scene with him, yeah. um, Ken would actually run, do the scene with, with whoever the scene was with. So, okay. um, so with yeah, the he, things. yep. Yep. With all okay. the, the sort of dots all over the body and, cool. and Ken's incredible. He's, he's an improv um, genius yeah he's he's amazing and uh and you know it's it's very physical to be able to he has to you have to move a certain way to be yeah. an elderly an elderly chimpanzee yes you know so it, there's a lot to it that's um, so true not a young chimpanzee no no chimpanzee. an elderly chimpanzee which is so amazing um but yeah there's a lot of vfx i mean uh it was it was really cool to see it all yeah. come together once they finished it because yeah. so much of it is just sort of you know imagining it and and um, you know, even with my arm in the third episode, yes. um, that that was a combination of our amazing prosthetics team, um, and, uh, the VFX guys. So yeah. we would sort of, were do... you like sewing and then it like yeah. cut you? Yeah. Yeah. I went through my hand. Yeah. So, wow. um, that was, that was, uh, prosthetics. Okay. They, um, created sort of a, a flap to go over. Did you rehearse before that? Didn't rehearse that. No, but they explained how it was going to go. Huh. And then they built, they did an arm cast. Um, okay. So that they had a cast on my arm and they could build 
okay. those little pieces that would fit me perfectly. Um, and then they built in a sort of skin flap that would go okay. onto my arm for that scene. And that was, that was creepy. And it was like a green screen under when the, when the flap lifted. Oh God. Um, and then that's where VFX sort of added in the cool. wires. And then they also had a fake arm that had wire, actual wires in it that I would sometimes shoot with my okay. real arm behind my back. So we did it okay. a few ways and then I, they all just kind of, I don't know how they do it. They're, they're amazing. Um, wow. but it was, it was, I mean, the prosthetics are so real yeah. that I, like I, I was getting phantom like pain in my arm. Like my arm was like pulsating because my brain was trying to make sense of how yes. real the injury looked. It was like, it yes. was very confusing. You know what's so crazy to that point is I, I saw an interview with Sarah Paulson. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that she was in a scene, it was like a rape scene. Yeah. And she her mind couldn't differentiate between like the reality and like, like in her mind she was getting raped. Well, and so to, be, the, to be able to act, your your body doesn't know the difference. Exactly, you're, you're your body doesn't know the difference. You're getting yourself to an difference. emotional place. Yeah, you're getting yourself to an emotional place so that you can act out that scene truthfully. Exactly. But your body, it's confusing. You know, yes. which is why self care I think is so important because otherwise you're just going to be in a state of anxiety and panic yeah. and, and yeah. Um, fear. You yeah. Know, when you when you're in a character for a while who's who's yeah. going through some dark things. You need to balance that. I mean, that's, that's where you, you see the, the actors that part. lose themselves a little bit. Yes. You know, like Heath Ledger. And, like, it's really... I could see how that could happen. It's real. To go to that place. It's not easy to, to walk that line and go back and forth. Because freely. in your mind, it's real. It, yeah. And, and you, it's you happening. Have to, you have to go. You have to go there. You have to go there. Or else your there. performance isn't going to be truthful. You're yes. just going to... You're not going to do it. It's, you know, the service it, it deserves. Yeah. So I want to talk about... The Mary J. Blige of it all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did you go up to her and sing No More Drama? Or, like, oh how God. did you, like, introduce yourself? What was she like on set? I what wish she I like? went up to her and sang No More Drama. No more drama. It would have been very embarrassing. I would have embarrassed myself. I mean, you were If I could dance, maybe I would have. Like you can't sing No More Drama and not be, like, moving the way you can. Right. And, you know? like, like, she would be like, out. you're so embarrassing. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, she she's awesome. She's yeah. so chill. She's just uh, I did I did introduce myself and I was like yeah. oh my god you're Mary J Blige this yeah. is so cool yeah um, she's just lovely she's really she's really cool she's very relaxed she's cha cha yeah <laughs> she's cha cha she's cha cha yeah she's on the uh, show. she is cha cha on the show yeah she she's great she uh, there was one moment where we were all out for dinner one night and and the DJ didn't I don't even think he knew wait she what was restaurant uh, I don't remember it was somewhere on King maybe. Lee, no. No, it wasn't Lee. I don't remember, but there was a DJ, and I okay. don't think he knew she was there, but he happened to play Stop. No More Drama. Stop. And I was like, What do you mean? Moment. He just played, he coincidentally, playing, No More maybe Drama? Maybe he knew. I don't know. But no, it was, he, he played knew. a bunch of songs. Anyway, it was it was like mixed in there, and she was dancing, and then that I, kinda, I was singing along, and she was like, Oh, I love you. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, my God, this is so crazy. Um, You're like, Mary, everyone in my <laughs> era knows this song, okay? Oh, I was, I was like, this is surreal. This is very cool. What is, she, just, what is she called on set? Mary? Legend. Yeah, Mary, yeah. Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Mary, yeah. back to ones. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Exactly. She, yeah, she's... Is this she's, her first acting debut? No. No, she, she did Mudbound. Okay. Mudbound, yeah. Did you ever see that? No, but I will. It was amazing. It was nominated for an Oscar. I oh believe. shit! Yeah, okay. Well, she was. I, I think the the movie was as well. Oh, um, that amazing. Yeah, that was that was really oh, that was a powerful film, and uh, and then she's done a couple others too, I think. But this is, I think, this was her first TV role, and now I think okay. she's on to something else. She's she's working on a couple things. So, oh. um, so yeah, I mean, it's I think. You know, she's obviously conquered the music industry, and this right. is a really cool um, step for her. Yeah, you know, to to try to do do something different, but similar, but different. Yeah, you know? in like it's all in the same world. The music yeah, and the I mean, I think industry. it's. I think what it comes down to. I was thinking about this recently. Yeah, is just allowing yourself to be seen and being willing to share share parts of yourself like be really transparent and vulnerable because the performances that are really touching and and powerful and memorable are the ones that are risk-taking and and vulnerable and when someone really allows themselves to kind of just like 
put it all out there and be seen, you know, flaws and all. And, and I think that I think it's similar for the music industry. I think that the songs, you know, the music that really resonates with people is yeah. the stuff that makes people feel and, and yeah. you know, we can all relate to every emotion under the sun. And so I think yeah. in, in that sense, there's like a, a level of courage that does require. Right. Huh. Have you met Ellen Page's wife? Yeah, Emma. Emma. Yeah. So I grew up with her in Ottawa. That's Shout so out crazy. to Emma Partner, a a a fellow She's dancer. Amazing. Wow. She's amazing. So she came to set and like you met her. Yeah, she was on set a couple of times, and really? then whenever she'd be in town, you know, um, they would be around, and they're so cute. Oh my they're god, they're so cute. Love I remember. Them. Yeah, Ellen. They're just like so in love and so oh cute. Oh my god, yeah. love, love. Yeah, me love, too. And love. her dancing. Oh my god, her dancing videos. Like I just. I know. I can't handle it. I know. Yeah, it's so, so amazing. She's amazing. Even, have you seen them dancing together? Yes. David, he's, I, that was, oh my God, talk about if you want to cry. Like, yeah. So powerful. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's You and your fiancé should make a oh, video. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to watch that. Uh, he's probably a better dancer than I am, but. I Question for you. Who, who, who do you practice your lines with? Uh, usually him. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah, he's he's actually really good, and I think it's because he's just like he doesn't care. Like he's not yeah. he's not someone who really cares. I don't think he really cares what people think of him. He's really confident and secure yeah. in himself, and and you know um, that ser- that really serves acting very well because yeah. he he's not like worried about sounding stupid. So oh, good. he does self tapes with me sometimes. Oh, he's, he's your reader. He's, he's my reader a lot of the time, and he's I not he's not an actor, but he's very patient with me most of the time. Sometimes he's like, okay, yes. this is the hundredth take. I think we need to stop now. Yeah. And I'm like, no, a hundred more. Oh my god! Um, but he, gorgeous fiance. He's super. He's he's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. And he's I'm yeah. So he's very patient. You. I'm very happy <laughs> for me too. Yeah. I love it. He finally came along. So. Oh my god! I'm so happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so this is what I expect. Okay. Okay. I expect that people when they get into like the mothership of Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a total mothership. That they're on this like this like this roster of like now they're in like the Netflix pool of actors that they for every series they'll draw from. Do you know what I mean? Like right. like the like in the teen world, there's like Noah Centennial, mm-hmm, there's Barb mm-hmm. from Net from Stranger Things yeah, yeah. that are just repeatedly on every For sure, Netflix yeah, show. there are there are a handful of actors that are Do you think that there's like a Netflix roster that they pull from? I don't know. I don't And are you think... on the roster now? <laughs> Well, that's a loaded question. No, I don't know that I, I would say that it's a are. roster. I think what it is more so is just that when people work with other people that they really love working with mm-hmm. and connect to, they try to keep working with those people. And yes. it, it makes total sense. You know, if you know that you love creating with someone, you yeah. just want to do, do it over and over. It's the most incredible, fulfilling experience. Yes. Um, so I think that that probably has a lot to do with it on top of the fact that, like, obviously his work is really resonating with a certain group of people and yeah. it's really working for Netflix and when yeah. something works keep doing it so um, I read that 43 million households yeah have watched Umbrella Academy I think that was actually the numbers for the first month yes 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 yeah so yeah. it was imagine crazy. now yeah it's so they have all seen your face <laughs> yes and it's funny because nobody knows it's my face Really? Because I, well, I look, I look very different in it. Like I, I just, mean, your hairstyle. Well, my hairstyle, and then you you're know, a little the makeup, plasticky. The makeup, and then yeah, all the yeah. cool VFX stuff they did. They kind of made me a little bit more shimmery and robotic, and and the costumes, right? And, and out of the context, and you know, like I, I've, I was laughing because I. A couple times I've been, you know, out and about um, with Robert Sheehan, who's amazing. He plays Klaus. And it's yeah. happened a couple times now where people approach him. And I'm, like, literally right next to him. And they're like, oh, my God. They're really like, how are you talking to him? And I'm like, Stop. hello. You're like, <coughs> Grace. <coughs> <coughs> like, Would anyone like some cookies? Yeah. <laughs> Would no. you like two eggs and bacon? It's funny, though. But my fiance's like, don't. You, you don't want. You know? And I'm like, yeah. No, I, I'm not. Animosity like, it's not, it's is not, the yeah. biggest totally. blessing. Like, it's, it's not. It's it's one of those things where yeah. it's like, obviously, the ego is like, give me attention. But yes. at the end of the day, like that, I'm sure it's extremely annoying to not be able to go anywhere without being, you know, flogged down by a bunch of people. So, yes. no, it's, it's kind of nice because a lot of people, once I, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I did this. And they're like, oh, what character are you? And they're always yeah. really, really surprised. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of cool. I feel like I'm, like, in disguise. Well, I guess I was, you know, very, yeah. very 
different looking when that's I that's actually freaking amazing because I cool. I also watched oh my god I'm such a nerd but I watched an interview with Ashton Kutcher yeah and he was like the biggest regret that I have is is always being portrayed as this as this dumb oh, frat boy yeah and he got really stuck in that problem yes because this you're he very be versatile castable yes in that specific prototype. yeah like it's hard to break so out question for you what do you think your typecast is huh I don't know that I... And it's good if you don't think yeah, that you have Yeah, I mean, one. I don't want to... I don't necessarily want to have one. And I don't know if I do thus far. Like, I think I, I've gone out... The, the roles I kind of go out for a lot of the time are just like... I don't know. I think lately yeah. I've been really, really pleasantly surprised to see a lot of roles for, like, very empowered, confident, um, powerful I could see you in women. the White House. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's cool. I feel like it's when yeah. the female roles are, are getting really juicy and... Um, so I, I don't know that I, I, I've been to, I mean, Grace is an AI and, and then, you know, my yeah. character, Jamie Plum on Supernatural, that was a really, really fun character and probably the closest to my personality, which is funny cause she's yeah. a psychopath and a killer. Yeah. Um, but just like in terms of like being sarcastic and joking around and that right. was a really fun place to go because it's something that I feel like I connect to yeah. quite easily, just sort of being... Just being like, she's just like quirky and kind of evil mm-hmm. and has a really, really great sense of humor yeah. and really sarcastic. Um, and then 12 Monkeys was sort of like this brainiac professional. And then, mm. um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's kind of been across the board, like just totally different roles, which is great. I would yeah. love to continue doing that. I would love to play That's great. roles that are super different. I'd love to play a role that like you know, like a Lara Croft type thing where I, or a million dollar baby where I have to transform my body and, and get really yes. strong or, you know, just, I, I love the idea of like yeah. really challenging. Something roles. that's not just sororitygirl.com. Totally. Yeah. Like I think it's though. And those are kind of fun too. There's like something really freeing about playing roles. Um, like a bitchy girl. Yeah. Like there's some, there's something really fun about that, but yeah. definitely I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to like any actor and no, no actor yeah. wants to kind of get stuck in yeah. a certain type of, yeah. of character. I I know what I'm typecasted as. Really? Oh What's yeah. Your typecast? No, I am party girl meets <laughs> um, meets like sorority girl. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, which is the same thing. I have gone for like flight attendant, and they're like no, or like corporate, and they're like no. Is it because you're too? This is I, gonna sound rude, but no. loose. Do you know what I mean? I'm way too loose. You're really um. You're but that's what a beautiful yeah. quality to have because that's yeah. so free. Well, my so your challenge maybe then is to where be, like some, most people's challenge I would say, or maybe my challenge is to, is to loosen free, up, to loosen up. Yeah. Whereas your challenge maybe is the opposite to come to down kind to of earth. like just be a little. Yeah, I think you are down to earth, but maybe just sort of like contain like a, more of like a stillness. Yes, and that's what so we all have like a different. A different, totally. different set of challenges. Yes. Okay. This is a this is a very speaking of loose. <laughs> okay. I want to know because I created this podcast yeah. because this is the podcast that I want to listen to. Yeah, I like okay. that. I like that a lot. And like you were someone that I would want to get to know. Thank you. So, anyways, who was the most drunk at the rap party? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I don't even remember. Um. So and where was me. the rap party? <laughs> probably you. Uh, I don't think I remember that either. It was a place I'd never been to before and a place I've never been back to. Oh, since. yeah, because you're not from Toronto. I used to live here, though, so you'd think... Oh, I, yeah, I, think it, right. I think it was a new... I think it might have been a new place then because it was somewhere that I'd never been or heard of before. Okay. It was in, like, the financial district, I think. Oh, dumb. Um, Money. And I don't remember anyone being that drunk, to be honest, which is... Probably to say that I was drunk. You were the most. Maybe I was. The, maybe I was. Maybe if you asked anyone else that was there, they'd be like, "Oh my god, Jordan was so drunk." No, I think we were all pretty good. Like, I don't think anyone got sloppy, which is nice. I mean, I think maybe that's just because we all. Right. Nobody wants to be you know, that person. Be that person. Yeah. The people that they. they oh work my god. With. But it's like it's a really fun loving group of yeah. people. Like I really, really, really genuinely love every person in the yeah. cast and the crew. Like right. it's, it, every day it was just a joy. So I think it's just, that's Canadian people. That by is the Canadian. Way for yeah. You. I mean, Canadians, you know, there's a reason that there's that yeah. reputation of being really, really nice. Absolutely. I think it's true. Okay. So, um, what director or actor would you die to work with? Oh my God. Um, wow. These are, 
always questions where I'm like, my mind is... Well, you think. Yeah. Mine is Judd Apatow. Oh, yeah. He's incredible. Because... Like, I feel like that Jewish crew of, like, the Rogans and the Hill and mm-hmm. the Seagull. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I yeah. feel like so I, would, I would just belong So in fun. Crew. I would love to do a project like that, too. Totally. I would love to do anything comedic. I, yeah. I just love. Um, lately, I've you. been obsessed with Rachel Brosnahan. Oh, as an actor, like she, she's just so. Have you seen the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I have not. Oh, but my you God. kind of look like her. Do you get really? that? Yes, I your eyes are before, the same. But I will gladly accept <laughs> that because I love her so much. Um, you have the same eyes. Wow, she's talented. Yeah. I would love, love to work with Jordan Peele. Mm. He's he's doing some really incredible projects. Oh, he's funny. Um, God, he's funny. God, he's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and then another one who I've been recently obsessed with is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Have you seen Fleabag? Mm. Everyone is of talking about Fleabag. Have you seen Killing Eve? No. Okay. I'm not as diverse. We're gonna as stop you. this right now. Okay. <laughs> she, so she, this girl, I don't know how old she is. She's maybe early 30s. Okay. She's young. She wrote Killing Eve. Okay. She wrote and stars in Fleabag. Okay. She's got another show that is shooting here in Toronto called Run that I don't know much of other than it's here and I would die to get on it. And then there's another one. Apparently, she wrote the recent James Bond movie. That's coming out. So she's insanely talented. She is extremely funny. She's in a show I watched called Crashing the other day on Netflix. Nice. I'm obsessed. She's so talented and um, and really funny and mm. just seems to be able to poke fun at her, herself and to really go, you know, she pushes the limit for sure. And, and I think she's really courageous that way. And I think that she... You know, what I was told is that she did theater and, like, wasn't yeah. that pumped to get in film and TV. And if she did it, she was like, okay, it's going to be on my terms. And I'm not going to filter nice. the way that I see this going. And, yeah. and, and they said, okay. And, and that, I think the result was Fleabag. And it's so cool. No, everyone in my acting class has been talking about Fleabag. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a reason. I watched, I binged They won an Emmy or something. Was, so, yeah, they won. I think, I think they won a few. Something. No, I think they won a few, a prestige. few Emmys. Yeah. Okay. She's, she's amazing. Yeah, she won, a, she won an Emmy. Oh, yeah. okay. That's it. Yeah. She's so, she's brilliant. Yeah. So okay. so one of those three. All of those three. Wow. Yeah. There's there's a lot of talented folks out there. Okay. We're just gonna get into like superficial shit. Yeah. Let's do it. How do you stay fit? <laughs> Ooh. Um. I like to mix it up. I get okay. bored if I do the same thing. I kind of okay. go through stages. I love bar, which is I don't know if you've done before. I'm sure I'm as a dancer you would. Yeah. I love bar. You're like I made bar. <laughs> I created bar. I am bar. Um, bars, I'm happy that bar. you like bar. I love it. And you know, I think maybe it's because I, I'm not a, a I'm not like a, a, a dancer the way you are. I think I really enjoy yeah. kind of moving a different way. Um, and it's just really fun. Oh, the music's it's, fun. It's the energy great. of the instructors yeah. is fun, are fun. And, um, and it's a really good workout. Like it, it really is. gets into those little muscles that you don't the tightening of it all workouts. Yeah. yeah. And then I love kickboxing. Ooh. I find I find it so empowering. Um, I don't okay. do like sparring or anything. I would, I would die. It's crazy the stamina that those guys have on girls. You know, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I have a trainer back in Vancouver and, and I like to, you know, do a mix of boxing and weights with him. Um, but I find it just like a really, really empowering, satisfying yeah. workout. Okay, good. Yeah. And um, do you feel like when you're on the job that you need to work out all the time? Because um, I've seen those craft tables and honey. Oh my God. I've never eaten worse. Oh yeah. Than when I'm hired on a job. One million percent. Yeah. It is so hard not yeah. to. Because I have a really hard time saying no to free food. No. It's <laughs> to free food, to food in general. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love, I love to, I've gotten really into cooking lately. I yeah. love baked goods. I love baking. I love yeah. eating. Meanwhile, I, I have pastries on our table, yeah, but I'm it's okay. staring at them. Yeah. I just had a cinnamon bun a second ago. So <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. I am. Um, I think I, I really need working out to feel like myself. Yeah. I really, same. I love it. Um, I'll go through stages where I kind of fall out of it and, yeah. um, and when, when those happen, I, I don't feel, I just feel like the, my calmest, happiest self 
when I'm working out. So, um, so yeah, I mean, to answer your question, like I definitely, you know, you want to feel good and like you are, it's a good reflection of your best self when you're on camera and whatever that is for whoever you are. Like, it's just about for me, from my years of modeling, it used to be like, I want to look skinny. That was my goal. And I think there's a lot of pressure on women to look a certain way. And I think the main thing for me now is like, I want to feel healthy. I want to feel strong. I want to feel like my best self. I don't want to wrap a measuring tape around my, my ass and like, have to be a certain size I just want to feel like my best self and like my clothes fit yeah. in a way that's comfortable yeah. and and I really love the you know the rush of working out I feel like my happiest self yes yeah and as far as like skincare goes just for like you know the yeah. people who gives give a shit which is like me <laughs> everyone who has skin probably. yeah right exactly. other than the lucky few that grew <laughs> yeah. up with like perfect skin I hate what it. is your skin <laughs> regimen and what do you do um, I really have struggled with my skin my okay. whole life. Like I started. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I recently did a self tape with the most massive pimple on my forehead <laughs> and truly like I, it was the best performance of my life. Really? But I couldn't, um, look away from, yeah. from that. What was my pimple? It's so funny you say that because yeah. I think that we're so, uh, I just as human beings, in this day and age, in the day of social media and yeah. the pressure, I think we're so hard on ourselves. Totally. Especially in the industry we're in, there's so much pressure to yeah. be perfect. Perfection yeah. is something that I have struggled with my entire life. I struggled with it in school. I was so hard on myself with, right. I have to get amazing grades. I have to be the best at this, best at that. <sighs> Sports, music, grades. Like I was really a perfectionist to the nth degree. Yeah. And um, that is not something that serves an acting career at all. No. Because perfection is not interesting like no. what's interesting is is flaws and just like being honest about who you are authenticity that's and the people that are the most attractive and the most endearing are the people who know that and own it and aren't aren't apologetic about it and so that's something that I definitely am working on and it's not yeah. something that comes easily to me because I, it's so ingrained in me and modeling didn't really help no because that obviously you know you're never gonna be what everyone it triggers wants. insecurities it triggers insecurities yeah. and, and feelings of unworthiness and that's something that you know I think a lot of people struggle with and it's yeah. comforting to know that it's not like a individual thing that that you're the only one you know struggling with it yeah um but yeah I grew I had really I had really bad skin my whole time teenage years right from like 13 up um, I think when I was like 20, I realized that eating, um, dairy it really made it worse. Right. Um, so I started to cut that out. That definitely helped. Um, and then I, and then I started going for treatments like microdermabrasion and okay. IPL and blue light treatments and all of See, those that's the things. shit I want to hear about. Yeah. It's, it definitely does help. It helped me okay. a lot. Um, you know, clears the people that are like, I use soap. I'm like, no, you're like, you don't. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Some people some literally, people do. it doesn't matter what they eat or what right. they put on their skin or whether they wash their face or not, right. or whether they get the makeup off every night. Like some people just have perfect skin. But what I'm realizing and my fiance has been great about this is like comparison is such an awful thing because we all do it. Yeah. And it, it just, it, especially with Instagram, it's like so easy to think like, oh my God, that girl's skinnier. Compare, she has better compare, skin compare, or her compare. hair. Like, oh my God, she's got the best job ever. Oh my God, she's oh, so happy. We like, only flaunt it's her this, good It's shit. this perception. We only yeah. flaunt her good shit. We're not yeah. seeing the, the big picture. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, it's like no one is perfect. So yeah, maybe that girl has perfect skin. Yeah. Maybe she had a really difficult childhood. Oh yeah, maybe that girl, you know, has like the perfect body, but like maybe she struggles with this. Like we don't yeah. know what people are going through. So yeah. to look at one aspect and compare is really doing everyone a disservice because totally. it's not it's like not the full picture. It's not honest. Yes. Um but yeah, those those did help a lot. They okay. are expensive. It's something that, you know, it's like an investment into You know what, sweetie, when I get the Netflix money, <laughs> I will do that. I mean, it, it definitely <laughs> works and I, I I find that like dermatologists products like a great pro- I, I've never been someone who can just use like yeah. something from shoppers like I can't just go pick up like okay. a you know like I need I need something that's like designed for acne prone skin got it, and got my it, skin got it. has definitely settled down a lot I did microneedling recently Ooh. yeah yeah and uh, you suggest I definitely do yeah okay. I did it at a place called um the anti-aging medical clinic in Vancouver okay in Vancouver they're great check them out um and in Toronto there's a place called DLK that I really like but there's okay. a lot of places that do it and okay. basically it's these tiny tiny needles that create little wounds basically and okay. deep into your skin layers that it stimulates collagen production oh. so it can get rid of scarring okay. um, I've done three sessions so far it hasn't actually gotten rid of my scarring but okay. what I did do was completely clear my skin up 
I went from getting like quite a few breakouts to none at all. And now it's been like six months of starting to sort of wear off, I think. So I need to go back. No, 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 no. I'm looking at you and it, you are truly flawless. Thank you. No, yeah. well, I, I, it's funny cause it's, again, we're all our own worst critics yes. and right now it's, it's clearer. But last week I was like, Oh my God, it's broken out. You know? Yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm still figuring out right. and I think dairy is a, is a big thing. And I, right. I've switched mainly to plant-based anyway. Um, yeah. and uh, I find that that's like a, 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 you know, ethically and lifestyle choice and everything like that's something that works for me, but okay. it definitely has helped my skin a lot. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jordan, what are your future plans? What do you, what do you see for the future for yourself? Um, well, what are your aspirations? Do you want to direct? Do you want to write? Do you want to, what do you want to do? Uh, well, I, I grew up actually wanting to be, uh, I really loved writing. Yes. I loved writing um, and through my childhood. I wrote a book when I was in sixth grade that was like 70 pages long. Like I was like, I'm going to be an author. And, but then I also loved yeah. performing. And, and I think um, writing is something that I, again, back to that perfection thing, I'm yeah. starting to, to do more of. I wrote and, uh, wrote and produced and um, acted in a short film that I, um, that I wrote. You uh, need about, to send I, it to I, me. I will, yeah. Yes. It was, it was called Driver is Arriving Now. Oh it's, um, it was based on a true story, which was the time that I ordered an Uber and my ex-boyfriend was the driver. <laughs> is this a true story? Yeah, yeah it was. It, it, it happened, yeah. <laughs> That's the best story ever. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. And it was like, I... He's like, a, five stars, please. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. It was like pouring rain. You know when you go to an, order an Uber? And like back then, it was like there weren't as many drivers. This was like years ago. Yeah. And well, I Vancouver kept doesn't have order. Uber, No, this I is thought. in Toronto. Oh, okay, got it. Before I moved. And I just remember, I think it was like five years ago. Order, order, order. Nothing was coming up. No Ubers available. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I get home? Like the streetcar wasn't coming. Oh, my and God. So I ordered this Uber. Finally, one pops up. I get it. And then it's him. And I was like, well, this will be interesting. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I mean, I heightened it for the purposes of an entertaining film. Of course. But, yeah, I wrote that. I wrote, I've written a few other short films. I, nice. I definitely want to start writing more. I yeah. feel when I'm writing, like, I, I'm... It just is a nice balance, you know. We were we were talking about that, and you're creating your own shit. Like that's the most important yeah. thing for me. Yeah. It's is like it feels because good. we're so out of control in this industry. Yeah, that it's nice to finally have control. Totally. Yeah, and to create yeah. your own Take scenarios and yeah. like create your own characters. Yeah, for yourself. And yes, I think the thing that I'm trying to work through is like this this um, acceptance that it doesn't need to be this perfect. No. this perfect piece of writing you know and and no. it's and I mean it's the same as acting when I started acting yeah. like I wasn't like on film and tv like in film and tv like on screen yeah. classes that I took like I yeah. wasn't very good you know I was new no. to it I wasn't confident I would forget my line you know like you're yeah. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is like when you start I read this somewhere I don't know where the quote came from but it yeah. was like if you have good taste you know you can recognize amazing acting yes you can recognize an incredible project and incredible directing like when you have good taste yeah it's really difficult when you start out in something like acting to accept yeah that you're not that good yet right and to, to see that your work is is you know it feels like inadequate yeah and to see what amazing work looks like it takes like a, a real dose of humility to be like okay yes. this is where I'm at and that's okay and I can see you know where I'd like to be and I'm okay yeah. with being where I'm at yeah and that's really challenging and I think it's the same you know creating any type of work yes. you have to be okay with the process and starting out um in a place that doesn't feel comfortable because yeah. it's not as good as you want to be and yeah so you know, I'm, I'm, I definitely want to, you know, to answer your question, I, I would love to to create more, just write more because what a cool thing yeah. to be able to, to write yeah. projects and then, and then act in them. You know, you're creating yeah. your own work and you're getting to kind of um, just to see things from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's a really great feeling. And I definitely am intrigued by directing. Amazing. Um, I'm not there yet. I, I need to, I want to, I keep, I've worked with some incredible, incredible directors yeah. on Umbrella Academy yes. and on other projects. And I'm just learning as I go. And I love directing other actors whenever I tape with friends. Mm-hmm. But the technical aspect of it and, and so all complex. of those many things that you need to know are, yeah. you know, I, I'm not even going to pretend to be where I need to be yet. To right. That on. But one day, I would love to do that one day. But in terms of acting, like, 
do you see yourself in Vancouver? Do you see yourself in LA? Do you see yourself? I don't know. Where the job takes you? Yeah. Like I think there's definitely got to be a degree of just like letting go and going with the flow because we don't really have, you know, and that's one of actually the best things about what we do is like you get to go shoot in New Orleans for three months. You get to go live in Nashville for a couple months. You get to go to New York. Like you, it's really exciting to to know that you can travel the world doing what you love. That's great. Um, Obviously there's a, you know, the other side of that is that, you know, it's, it's not easy as easy to be settled and you have to be okay with being you know on the road a lot um but yeah to answer your question I don't I love Vancouver I'm happy there right now I don't know that it's where I want to be forever yeah maybe it is maybe it isn't I I maybe could see myself going back to Bermuda as, as a home base Ooh. um and and you know traveling from there yes um it's yeah I mean I think I think it's just a matter of like where where the work takes me for the next few years and, mm-hmm. and then seeing what feels right um, yeah I I don't it's something I've kind of struggled with it's like where do I want to be where? you know because it's not Bermuda is 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 yeah. incredible I yeah. love it so much yeah. I miss it so much um but right now building my career it's not you know at the hub of, of acting you kind of have to be where the you work is go with the flow um go with the flow yeah. and, and be be where it's working for you and, yes. and I really I love Vancouver I'm excited to Good. get back there um but yeah, I don't know. Toronto's great. Yeah. Like New York's great. Yeah. LA's great. Like I'm, I'm really, I, I love traveling. So yeah. I guess we'll see. Thank God we're in an industry where like it brings us to cool cities. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's, it's one of the, it's a huge advantages yeah. of, of having this career. Like oh how gosh. cool is that? To so get cool. to, to get to, I was just chatting to, um, the casting director about it the other yeah. day. Like he was like, how amazing is it that we get to do this? Yeah. Like what a gift so this is to get to do something like this. And amazing. It is. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very hard work. Hard. Like there's, it's exhausting. You're yesterday I was up at 4am. Like you're right. You know, you're, it's, it's tiring. Yeah. It's, there's aspects of it that are really like, we've talked about those low lows, but yeah. like, man, it's so worth it. That's why, that's why ever a lot of people want to do it. You got it. You know, and that's why like it, it, it is competitive and it, yeah. you know, it's not easy. It's because it is such a huge gift to get to do yes. it. And you just got to keep going. Yes. You know? On that note, Jordan, thank <laughs> you so much for being here. This has been honestly fucking amazing. Oh, I um, this has been really fun. All right, Jordan. It's not worth a bite. Unless it's a mouthful. Yes. (laughs) Okay, bye guys.